This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, January 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Commission to appeal Bumblebee ruling. Schumer lays out Senate priorities. Biden's trade chief eyes China and USMCA. And CFAT 3 may be months away. Fish and Game Commission seeks to appeal Bumblebee ruling. On Tuesday, the Fish and Game Commission unanimously voted to pursue an appeal of a recent court decision blocking the state from protecting native bumblebees as endangered species. In 2019, the commission had charged the Department of Fish and Wildlife with pursuing a review process for listing four bumblebee species under protections designed for threatened fish. The commission will further discuss the issue at its February meeting. At the commission meeting, the California Farm Bureau Sunshine Saldivar urged collaboration and stakeholder engagement with the farming community, environmental groups, and the state. Saldivar argued this is much more likely to meet the conservation needs than the California Endangered Species Act actually would. Hundreds of ag groups push Biden on water infrastructure. More than 200 agricultural organizations sent letters yesterday to President-elect Joe Biden and congressional leaders urging Western water infrastructure to be included in any potential economic recovery package. Beyond longer-term impacts to the West, these infrastructure projects would also bring vital construction jobs, which will greatly benefit rural communities impacted by COVID-19 in their efforts to recover, reads the letter to Biden. The coalition, which includes dozens of California organizations, argues that policymakers have been solving water shortages by moving water away from irrigated agriculture. If this continues, we will see rising conflict between agriculture, rural, urban, and environmental stakeholders, as well as further declines in our nation's food security. Climate taxes on Senate Dem agenda. Lawmakers have their focus on impeachment for now, but Democratic leaders are likely to try to pivot quickly over the next few weeks as President-elect Joe Biden takes office. Climate policy as well as immigration and tax reform will be on the agenda for the Senate. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer includes those priorities, quote, in a dear colleague letter outlining his plans for the caucus. Schumer will become majority leader once the two new senators from Georgia, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, are seated. Schumer didn't go into any specifics but said the Senate would first pass another COVID relief bill and then turn to other issues, including climate policy. We will consider bold legislation to defeat the climate crisis by investing in clean infrastructure and manufacturing, which will create millions of good jobs for Americans, regardless of zip code. He couched tax reform as an issue of addressing our historic income inequality problem, which implies Democrats intend to carry out their campaign promises to undo key parts of the 2017 tax reform law and increase taxes on the wealthy. Keep in mind, Schumer also said, quote, when and where we can, we will strive to make this important work bipartisan, but count on Democrats to try to pass as much as they can through the budget reconciliation process. Reconciliation bills only need a simple majority to pass the Senate, and Congress could conceivably consider two this year, 
one for fiscal 21 and the other for fiscal 22, which starts in October. According to the Washington Post, Biden won't try to use budget reconciliation to pass the COVID aid package he'll propose later this week. USTR designate says China and USMCA will be priorities. Catherine Tai, Joe Biden's choice for U.S. trade representative, said yesterday two of her priorities will be addressing China's increasingly aggressive trade policies and making sure Mexico and Canada adhere to provisions in the renegotiated U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Speaking at a virtual event held by the National Foreign Trade Council Foundation, she said, In the international arena, we face stifting competition from a growing and ambitious China, a China whose economy is directed by central planners who are not subject to the pressures of political pluralism, democratic elections, or popular opinion. She also noted the challenge of, quote, making sure the USMCA lives up to its promise and potential. As a top trade advisor for the House Ways and Means Committee, she helped negotiate the addition of stiffer labor and environmental requirements to USMCA. Now, don't miss this week's AgriPulse newsletter, which includes reports on Biden's cabinet picks and a look at how an unintended consequence of USDA's food box program is roiling the dairy industry. Farmers may have to wait a while for the next CFAP. A top farm economist doesn't expect farmers to see their third round of coronavirus food assistance program payments until the end of this quarter or early second. In conversations that we've had with the current USDA staff, I think there is some IT infrastructure that needs to be developed. The paperwork needs to get developed. FSA staff may need to be trained, so I'd stay tuned on that. The American Farm Bureau Federation's chief economist, Dr. John Newton, said on a panel during the organization's online convention. By the way, AFBF economists have totaled up the ad hoc assistance that producers have received since 2018 in the form of CFAP and the market facilitation program payments. Iowa has received the largest amount at $4.6 billion, followed by Illinois at $3.8 billion. Minnesota, $3.1 billion. Nebraska, $3 billion. Kansas at $2.6 billion. Texas at $2.5 billion. Now, California, which ranks number one in ag production, has received about $1.9 billion. EPA science rule challenged in court. Environmental groups are wasting no time challenging EPA's rule on scientific transparency. A lawsuit filed in Montana claims the agency leadership pushed the rule through over the objections of the agency's top scientists. Last week, EPA took the unusual step of making the rule effective immediately upon publication, said the complaint filed by the Environmental Defense Fund, Montana Environmental Information Center, and Citizens for Clean Energy. Both the rule itself and its immediate effective date exceed the agency's statutory authority According to the lawsuit, the lawsuit says the rule, quote, under the guise of promoting transparency, the rule will limit the EPA's discretion to consider research for which the underlying data not publicly available. USDA advances ag innovation agenda with new report. 
Research grants focused on agricultural systems should run five years or longer, says a new report from USDA released to support Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue's agriculture innovation agenda. The report's title is a mouthful. U.S. Agriculture Innovation Strategy Directional Vision for Research. The report comes with an online dashboard that sorts information gathered since the agenda was announced in February with a goal of increasing U.S. agriculture production by 40% by 2050 while cutting its environmental footprint by half. The recommendation on research grants is one of hundreds of such nuggets throughout the report, which identifies research grants and transformational research goals for the next era of agriculture. Here's today's She Said It. Whether it is contending with the challenges of China or making sure the USMCA lives up to its promise and potential, we will only succeed if we work together. That USTR designate, Catherine Tye. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, January 13th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.